Welcome to The Square, your podcast from the Iowa League of Cities, bringing you current and important topics from the communities across the state to your city's square. With your host, Mickey Shields, the Assistant Director of Membership Services at the Iowa League of Cities, and Bethany Cryle, the League's Communication Coordinator. Our hosts bring you topics that matter to your town square. Should we start? Yeah, you can start. <laughs> That's our big intro this month, folks. <laughs> <laughs> well, welcome to another podcast, another episode of The Square, our monthly podcast from the league. And before we even really get into this, we have a special tri-host. Is that yeah, how we're going to call that? Co-host. Alan Kemp, league executive director, is going to mm-hmm. join us. This episode, we're going to really focus kind of a year-end type of episode, looking back at a, a few of our favorite things, uh, favorite things is what we're calling it. Which, P.S., how come that is a holiday, like, song? You know, like, Raindrops and Roses song. Why is that know. a holiday Can song? Can you sing us a... Uh, no, I can't. Verse well, I quick. could, but all of our listeners would leave. Um, My daughter freaked out this morning because I could not remember one of the uh, Christmas songs we're supposed to be singing that she's working on for her daycare. So, oh no, I'm not real good with those uh, all the lyrics to those songs. So, yeah, I mean, it's from The Sound of Music, you know, a few of my favorite things, which is not a holiday movie. Like, I don't think. There's a holiday in the movie. This is a little bit of trivia. I'm not well-versed in. Okay, so. well, sorry. <laughs> we, I won't ask you that for our your questions answered segment then. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> well, let's begin the show. What do you say? Yeah. Alan, okay. are you ready? I'm all set. Glad uh-huh. to be here. Long-time listener. <laughs> <laughs> this is our, what, sixth episode? So thank yes. you for your uh, continued support. <laughs> A few things, though, as always, like to kind of give a quick update on some of the things that we've been working on mm-hmm. or things coming down uh, in the future here for the league. One thing that is not too far off now is the start of the legislative session and our annual legislative day, which will be held February 19th here in Des Moines. Yep. And that, if, if people have not been to that in the past, that is a it great... It doesn't matter because it's all reformatted this year. That's right. We're doing a, <laughs> a little bit of a different uh, day uh, we'll still have an opportunity for people to come to Des Moines and meet with their legislators, meet with our lobbying team, Robert Palmer and Daniel Stalder, as well as Alan, and uh, do all the fun stuff we've done in the past. But then this year, we're going to add some educational components, mainly uh, featuring economic development type education mm-hmm. and discussion. So that's a great opportunity, again, to show your support for cities, the issues that are important to us, also get a little bit of learning out of it. That'll be February 19th. All the information is going to be on our website, so stay tuned with that. And as our typical plug of if you haven't signed up for League Weekly, that is our weekly e-newsletter. It comes out every Tuesday, and that'll include all the information in there. Yeah, as well as legislative link, which goes out every Friday during session. It'll also be heavily promoted in that. Yeah, a couple other things we're working on. We're setting up our 2019 Small City Workshops. Those are always held in the first few weeks of June. The Nuisance Abatement Conference, which was a new thing in 2018, we're coming back again in 2019, we'll be in Coralville on May 15th, and then the league's annual golf fundraiser, which we're adding a bags tournament to, so even if you don't play golf, but you like to play bags, which is a very simple game, and uh, if you want to do that, it's a great fundraising opportunity, that will be June 14th in Ankeny at Otter Creek Golf Course, the city golf course there in Ankeny. So again, all that information will be on our website in the coming weeks and months, along with League Weekly and our social media outlets. And last thing, uh, we want to thank all the cities who have issued home rule proclamations. Uh, If you've listened to this podcast in the past, you know that this is the 50th anniversary of home rule in Iowa, and it's been a big celebration for us at the League and a lot of our cities to celebrate local control and how important that is for all of our city officials out there. And so a lot of cities have issued proclamations, again, recognizing that celebration and the continued support of Home Rule. Uh, So we thank everybody's done that. There's still a little bit of time left Mm -hmm. before the end of the year. We'd love to get every single city in Iowa to issue that proclamation and send us a copy. So if if you're still on the fence about that, there's still a little bit of time. You can do a proclamation in one afternoon, have your mayor do it and sign it. And you don't have to do this at a council meeting, correct? That's right. You can issue proclamations as whenever you like, as you see fit. Uh, so again, we one more push. We'd love to get everybody out there to turn in their procl- proclamations to us. Well, should we dive into our favorite things? I'm excited. Yeah, I'd love to. Um, we've kind of identified a few things that we thought would be fun to talk about. We look back on the past year and a lot of things that what we've done here at the league, as well as some great accomplishments uh, by our members, the cities across the, the state. So one thing that we'll start with, and that's Cityscape Magazine, 
Um, one, one quick note, we do a membership survey every couple years to kind of see how we're doing and what our members are enjoying or things we can work on or add to our services. And pretty much every year since we've done this, at least since I've been at the league, now I could go back further than that, is but the people always say the Cityscape is really the most used resource, the most highly rated uh, resource that we put out there. So we put a lot of effort into it. Mm -hmm. um, it's a monthly magazine that really covers everything under the sun when it comes to local government. Uh, so one thing we want to talk about from this past year, um, what's kind of your favorite Cityscape magazine cover, your article, and let's start with Alan. Yeah, let's put Alan on the spot. Okay. Um, I, as publisher, I have the, uh, a dirty little secret. I can't really remember the articles because I'm the last person that reads the magazine and, and provides the final edit. And after that, I can't remember them all. But I will say this. Um, well, this if it past... stood out, then it must be really awesome. <laughs> That's right. This past year, though, I think uh, what uh, really stood out was all of the home rule articles that we ended up publishing mm -hmm. uh, because you know our intent was to provide education to our own membership about uh, the history of home rule. And the truth is, it provided me with a lot of uh, education um, on that and, a, and a, certainly a perspective as to why uh, it's important. And so, I mean, I appreciate all the work that went into this, particularly Mickey took the lead on a lot of those articles uh, in doing the research. So that's the one That's the one that I thought was very, very uh, valuable. And I thought that really made our Cityscape magazine strong this year. Yeah, and it was a nice flow month mm -hmm. after month. For saying so, Alan, I'm got me blushing over here a little bit. But that was, <laughs> it was a lot of fun researching. I'd never... It was amazing going back and looking at league magazines from the 1960s and 70s. <laughs> there were some interesting things. Yeah, and it's all—it's really amazing, not just related to home rule, but how many things are different now, but also the same. A lot of the mm -hmm. issues with property taxes and local control and law enforcement, all those sorts of issues that we talk about today were going yeah. on back then in different ways, but still there. So it's, it's amazing how much changes and how little things change at the same time. Well, what was your favorite? I would say I've always loved the All-Star Community Award ones because those obviously um, recognize great work by our members and I think that's a lot of fun. The pictures usually come out really well too and this year there were some really cool projects. So I, I always like those covers and the stories that you do. Um, and then Woodbine because I got to go over there for a day to do a couple of presentations in Logan and Woodbine. So I actually got to see that up front, um, the work that they've done in their Main Street mm -hmm. downtown redevelopment. Um, and it's also representative of that community because not everybody's on board. And that's what happens in a lot of towns where uh, you want to make progress and a lot of people are, are pushing for that progress, but not everybody's on board with that. You have to work to resolve those differences. I think Woodbine's representative of a lot of our cities that it's not easy. You know, you, right. There's a lot of challenges that you face, even as you maybe do make some improvements, you're still having come having to sort through some other challenges right yeah my favorite is probably not an article we added that question of the month segment halfway through the year and i really like reading those mm -hmm. just the quick thoughts from cities on a variety of topics i think it's really interesting to see how cities do things differently or the same even across population ranges and whatever and i think the december issue asked how you celebrate the holidays and there's some really fun photos like if I could drag my family all over the state of Iowa, I would yeah. probably go to each of those <laughs> celebrations because they look so fun. But I, yeah, I really like that segment that we do each, each month. So, yeah, that's yeah. fun to get the direct feedback. Yeah, it is. Mm -hmm. And I think cities like hearing about other cities just as much as we like hearing about cities. So hopefully other people enjoy it too. But, yeah. yeah. So the next one we had is a, our favorite project maybe we worked on or the league worked on. And I'll take the honor. Just, it's kind of repetitive, but... Home Rule, that project was mm -hmm. a lot of fun just to yeah. go back and, and then talk to people like Bob Jostin and Ivan Weber and others, Alan, you know, that, that have worked in local government for some years and have seen some of the changes, seen the history, and know the importance of Home Rule. I think at times Alan has said this, that sometimes we take it for granted, and if nobody's going to celebrate it and fight for it, who will? And so that's something that the league, I think, it's been nice to kind of get back to our roots a little bit in that respect. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I, I love that project. That was a tie for me, the home rule, all the home rule stuff from what we did at conference, what we did throughout the year, and the All-Stars. I really enjoy doing that project and getting to 
um, not just the winners, but all of the other projects too that people submit. It's so fun to see the awesome things cities are doing and to, I don't think our cities take enough time to brag on themselves. No. And, um, I uh, think more cities don't really yeah, brag on ourselves. More cities lot. should do that and um, because they are doing great great things and so i think mm-hmm. it's, it's really fun to get to talk to those cities about that and to encourage them to brag on themselves a little bit because you know they are doing awesome stuff how about you alan uh, you know i thought this past year we really stepped up on member engagement in a number of ways first of all this podcast um, i really enjoy uh i mean truly i actually enjoy listening to it and i think it has a tremendous value uh, to the membership to just hear. You sound hear. surprised that you like listening to it, <laughs> no, Alan. <no. laughs> um, but you know, it's one of those things when you start it out, you have no idea what it's going to be like. And you two are the hosts. You know, the first one was probably a little daunting to kind of get through and no, think about all the stuff to talk about uh, for, for an hour. Yeah. Uh, but I think it's, you know, I think it's continued to be very uh, special. I think it's something that's very interesting. I mean, I listen to it on my drive home, uh, and, and I just enjoy, uh, and I know the membership has to enjoy it too, but we've also done a, lot, a number of other things this past year. Uh, one, I think, was, the, was the, the golf outing, which was the fundraiser for the Tim Shields Endowment. Uh, I mean, that's such a, that's such a beneficial uh, program uh, that we have to provide funding for additional leadership training, but it's always nice to get the members out uh, together in a more relaxed atmosphere uh, like that golf tournament. And the, and the very idea that we're going to sort of transition that uh, to begin adding, you know, a bags tournament for those who don't golf. Again, it's just a, a chance to interact in a very relaxed uh, atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Um, and then finally, I think nuisance abatement uh, workshop uh, was very good because this is a topic uh, that cities in Iowa face, all cities. Uh, it's just a number of how many nuisances they have, not whether they have. And they're always looking for tips um, and training on how to do it. And I thought that worked especially well in getting information out to our membership. And it showed uh, by the fact that it sold out literally in about two weeks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, and so I'm looking forward to continuing that uh, this next year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that one stands out to me as one of the newer things that we've mm-hmm. um, started up here in this past year. Well, yeah, year. that is our next favorite mm-hmm. thing, the favorite new thing that the league did this year. Yeah. So, which Alan named almost all of them. Right. We got it covered. <laughs> Sorry, I was so excited. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't help myself. He couldn't pick just one. I couldn't pick one. <laughs> but it was great. Beyond the training, that we, we brought in, or that conference brought in some folks that we really don't deal with a whole lot mm-hmm. and within our memberships like zoning officials mm-hmm. building code officials code enforcement officials that don't tend to come to a lot of league of other league events to get them in there and then along mixed in with some council members and city clerks and city managers was great i think um, well and getting all of those people together i'm sure that doesn't even happen that often in their city that's right you know yeah. so yeah and getting their super valuable it's really important to us like on the evaluations and getting their um, take on things in those in those classrooms was really helpful because mm-hmm. they're you know, they do this stuff every day mm-hmm. so that'll help our next uh, event in 2019 on maybe we'll you know, sell out in one week instead of two. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was crazy to see the numbers coming in we barely had to market that thing and suddenly we had maxed out capacity and at, at first time turn people away put a put together a waiting list mm-hmm. uh, well so you know obviously as Alan said every community faces these challenges and there's it's a huge interest in getting help and it's, it's a growing concern for a lot of communities so we'll continue to do that we'll continue to hopefully offer good training good guidance with that event so is that your your favorite new thing it is yeah yeah, yeah. it's a lot of fun it's a yeah. challenge but a lot of fun cool how about you I don't know I I think it's just great that we do new things, mm-hmm. right? That we just keep trying to meet people in new ways and meet the need. I, I can't pick one. I guess I have to pick the podcast just because we're on it yeah. right now. But <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I can't pick. Yeah. I would say this about The Square. I think we've kind of alluded to this in the past. It's been really interesting to see the, the interest level right mm-hmm. off the bat, the number of listeners, mm-hmm. and then also people that – citizens you know folks yeah. that we don't normally really interact with a whole bunch mm-hmm. sending in us questions and comments and reviews 
uh, that's been great. So keep it going, folks, if you're listening to this. We love the feedback. Yeah, and I think that's something we didn't expect was yeah. that it would be other people. And so, we had you no know, idea look for us to take advantage of that in the <laughs> new year. <laughs> well, uh, one other thing, too, we wanted to cover here in this first part of the uh, kind of our favorite things list was our annual conference, which is obviously our big annual event that we do as kind of our premier event, training event that the league puts on. And what was something that maybe our, our fondest memory or big thing that uh, happened this past year? So Yeah, Alan, why don't you start? Oh, well, I have two. Um, <laughs> one I uh, felt the next day, and that was sitting in the dunk tank. Yeah, that uh, was on my list. Whereas I, I dunked uh, uh, home rule. Uh, and the next morning, I was surprised at just how actually sore I was uh, it, to be dumped into these little round balls as opposed to uh, water. So... Uh, and then the, the I'm second- glad to hear that major list of favorite things. <laughs> I was a little worried you'd want to forget that forever. And then the second, <laughs> and then the second one, uh, obviously, I think was uh, the president's reception, uh, and that was, of course, the wedding dance uh, for uh, my <laughs> wife <laughs> Missy and I, who'd gotten married in August, uh, and uh, it was the longest song that apparently the band had in their repertoire because uh, we were continuing to dance out there for like seven or eight minutes. I don't think know. it was really that long, but I can see how it would feel that way. And right. no one else joined us. We're like looking around. It's like, well, where is everybody? But then again, it was a slow dance. So it didn't really, you know, uh, help for that kind of a, an event to do right. a slow dance. Yeah, not a lot of partners to choose from. No. <laughs> Without it being weird. Uh, well, that actually is the two I identified as my favorite. Really? For the same reasons? Well, you I mean, loved the wedding dance? Is, yeah, exactly you liked Alan's wedding dance, tank. too. Yeah, and then the wedding <laughs> dance was just phenomenal. So, I mean, I don't know what else I could say. I just it burned in my memory forever. In a good way. <laughs> Those were my two as well, Alan and the dunk tank. And I think just because I love that we had fun with it and that Alan was willing to have fun with us and – you know, some staff maybe showed a little bit too much enthusiasm in getting him dunked, but it was <laughs> it was all for, for fun and for a good cause. And then I also had the president's reception down, and for me it was just seeing then-president Marilyn Dell from Coralville just really enjoying himself, and his wife was there. And mm-hmm. it, was, um, it was just fun to see people kind of relax at the end of the day and truly enjoy what was a beautiful, beautiful setting and a really fun band. So it wasn't because of your wedding dance, but it was still on my list. This certainly helped, though. <laughs> that did help. That did help seal the seal the night. <laughs> well, yeah. do we have one more favorite before we take a quick break? Let's see. Well, yeah, we had a little funny one in here. This oh is, yeah. This is kind of an insider joke sort of deal, but we had what is our favorite food truck mm-hmm. in our parking lot? So about once a week, when it's nicer out, of course, the uh, the office complex that the league's office is in has a food truck come out. Usually every Tuesday. And there's a variety that come by and set up shop. So some I was awesome, out, some, some are not. Are, yep, top bun <laughs> takes the cake for me. Mm. Now I've got a connection there, so it's a little bit biased. My cousin knows the guy that runs that, so I've kind of got to give a shout out to my t- you cousin Tyler. You know a guy like it every everything we do. I feel like <laughs> Mickey always has a guy. It's a lot of friends. <laughs> <laughs> Mine was Beefcake Fuel. I really like their acai oh, yeah. bowls. Those were, it was oh, more yeah. like a dessert That's than lunch, the, honestly. Yeah. But that was probably a lot of staff my like favorite. That one. Yeah, yeah, that was probably my favorite. And I just like that they did that. It was fun. We, our offices were downtown a long time ago. And, you know, now we're a little bit further out on the fray. So it's nice to still get to mm-hmm. enjoy some of those things. Did you, did you even participate in the food trucks? I don't see you being a food truck kind of fellow. You know, uh, I have to admit, I did. Uh, Boy, I'm 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 really utilitarian when it comes to lunch. If you put it in front of me, I'll eat it. And the food truck's not a whole lot different. If you put a food truck out there and, and I can order I'll order something and then I'll eat it. And whether I liked it or not, it doesn't really matter. It's not I, your last meal. I ate it. Yeah, it's not the last meal, so uh, but I do have to admit the one that probably was I'd have to agree with Mickey Top Bun. Uh pretty simple. You can't really can't really mess up a hamburger. Right. What was your favorite burger from there? You know what? I think it's just their bur- it's just their hamburger. Just their regular old hamburger. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. Well, I agree. With that, it's probably time to break for lunch, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, we'll take a break from our favorite things for a moment and go to the your questions answered segment. And we got uh, one that I would say comes up 
pretty much weekly throughout the year, any part of the year. There's some parts of the year maybe this comes up more frequently, but it happens all around the community. With 942 cities, you have this happen a lot, and that is a council vacancy. A council member resigns, mayor resigns, quits for whatever reason. You know, they retire. They want they can't do it anymore. They have time for it. Something else. They're, they're kind of sick of it. <laughs> Who knows what happens? But they resign, and then they somebody will call the league up and say, "How do we fill this vacancy?" So the simple answer is you have two options as a city. There's usually never a simple well, answer to these <laughs> questions, so I'm impressed. The square answer is going to have to be simple because it could take <laughs> hours to really go through all the different things that could come up. But essentially, cities have two choices when they have a council vacancy. And that is to either call for a special election or to appoint someone to fill that vacancy. Now, most cities will use the appointment process because it's far cheaper and far quicker than going through the special election. The one catch with the appointment process is you have to publish notice, pub, publish a public notice of the council's intent to fill the vacancy. Now, the natural follow-up question is who can we appoint? And really, it's pretty open. Other than you can just you just have to appoint somebody who's eligible for office. So, but somebody that resides in your community, or for cities that have a ward system, and you're filling a ward seat, you have to pick somebody from that ward, obviously. But other than that, it's just somebody who's eligible for office. A lot of cities will look at people who ran in the previous election, maybe got second place or something like that, that's totally fine, but it can be anyone who expresses interest. And that's kind of the trick for a lot of our smaller communities and larger ones too, for that matter, is just anyone who will say yes. <laughs> Sometimes you just, it's hard to get anybody to run or serve and you just try to work with the community and get somebody who's interested. If you go through the special election, you know, I should say this too, on the appointment side, the, the citizens have the right to petition for a special election within 14 days of that appointment. If you get a valid petition, that's it. You have to go through the special election process. So at that point, you would talk to your county auditor, get the special election set up, and then it's just like any election in that you, whoever wins, wins. So that's it. Now there's a lot that more that goes into it, and we have a page on our website that covers this entire process. And as always, you can contact us at the league. We'll be glad to help you. Um, but if you do come across a vacancy, don't freak out. You've got some options to go get that done, get that uh, seat filled, and you can get your council back in working order. And once it's filled, the other important aspect is you need to contact us so we know about them, and they need to be contacted to let them know about the league and uh, how valuable we can be to them as a newly uh, serving uh, elected official. Great point. Yes, we do have a database of all of our good people out there that work for the cities, serve on the councils. So that's what we can contact you. And as Alan said, then we can help that new person out with some resources to get them into their new position and understanding the basics of city government. Okay, I have a question that might not apply. So. Oh boy, we're going off script. Sorry, going off script. Um, so would you recommend that people who generally take the appointment route have a procedure that they generally follow? Like you generally look at people who were on the previous ballot or does it matter? I know there's a lot of things at the league that we say, it would be great to have a general procedure and to do the same thing every time you run into this situation. Is council appointments like that? Yes and no. I think some cities do formalize it and they'll actually have applications to fill out or some kind of like letter of interest that you must turn into the city if you're interested in being appointed to the council. I think that's helpful. I, but some cities, again, they're just... You get what you get you and get you're okay you with get, it. Right, because mm -hmm. it's hard enough to get anyone to really even put their name on an election ballot, let alone agree to be an appointee for a vacant seat. So it depends a lot on the community. Getting some uh, standard operating procedures is always helpful, at least guide the process a little bit not that you have to stick to it entirely in this particular area but it's definitely a local decision thanks for that answer mickey we'll we'll hop back into our favorite things part two uh for this episode and we're going to start with some some recognition some accomplishments for league staff this year, one of the things that we like to do is, or one of our favorite things, mm -hmm. is to celebrate anniversaries and milestones of the league, and we had a lot of them this year. The The big one was that Dean Shady, who has been with the league for 30 years, he's currently the loss control manager, but has had a lot, a lot of other positions yeah. with the league. And then um, Dana, who is our accountant, has been here 20 years, 
And let's see, Mickey, you are on the 10-year list. list. You're on the list. So (laughs) Mickey, Tim, who we talked with in last month's episode, as well as Mark, the director of membership services, Katie, our business relations coordinator, and and me, I guess. I celebrated 10 years in 2018, too. I kind of forget about that. (laughs) It's a big year for a lot of us. It is a big year for a lot of us. I wonder what happened back in uh, 2008. And then Eric, who is our... Database, guy. database something. Yeah, uh, he celebrated five years, so <laughs> that's really bad. I have to apologize to Eric. I knew what everybody else did. Ryan's uh, over there giving me signals. The IT guys is that is, is that a derogatory type term for you guys? No, I feel like it's a compliment. I say I think it's a compliment. It's like when a city calls their guy that does all the public work stuff the city guy. Like, yeah, you do it all. You do it all. You, you know everything. All. Right. We'd be lost without you. That's what we're saying. So please don't take to that Eric and Ryan way. right now. We love you, Ryan and Eric. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so a lot of lot of staff milestones this year. All right. Well, we're going to get back into our favorite things. And this one is another fun one. And that is our favorite gift given at the staff holiday party, which just happened here recently. Mm-hmm. Bethany, You should check you... out the Facebook pictures yeah, from that, a by the way. Ones, there's yeah. a couple good ones. Favorite gift given at the holiday party. I don't know. I don't think that there were any bad gifts given. I like the one I got. I had cash. Which is always a good gift, <laughs> and gift cards to Target and yeah. and Starbucks and I don't know what was your favorite gift. I got what I got tickets to the uh, Minnesota oh, yeah. or uh, Minnesota Iowa Wild. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have a Tim and an again, IMWCA koozie. I believe and an IMWCA koozie <laughs> and a can of an adult beverage. Um, so that was a pretty good gift. I'm always love uh, going to the mm-hmm. hockey games here in Des Moines. It's one of the great things about Des Moines. Get to do some pro sports, and so, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, that was a good gift. You know, I think the wild tickets were the probably the best gift that was given. I mean, I think that was the one that attracted uh, the most interest. I don't so, know. Cash is pretty awesome. Cash is always good, but... <laughs> Alan, I think, ended up with a mug that he can now leave around the office, for those of you who don't work here. Yeah, it's an additional coffee mug that I can um, and inside, leave in I, rooms. I was just in a meeting earlier today and saw a coffee mug, a, a Yeti uh, coffee mug, and I was like, I think Alan left his cup in here. And then I went to another room and was like, I think this is Alan's cup, too. Yeah, I'm so. sure I did. I do. <laughs> so now you have one more. But there was a lot of cool stuff. There was. Staff had fun with that. Staff had fun. And one thing I want to note that every year, league staff, this is not to pat ourselves on the back, just to say that it's great working at a place with so many generous people. Mm -hmm. We raise funds for different causes each year. This year, we partnered up with the local elementary school to do some fundraising and get some uh, clothing and some school supplies into some of those kids' hands. And it's something our staff really takes seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's a way to give back a little bit to the community that helps us out so much. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's, it's always fun to take part in that as well. Mm-hmm. And it was nice that that was an extension of, uh, of, of, an, of an earlier project, uh, which had staff going out and reading mm-hmm. uh, on a weekly basis to these elementary uh, kids. And so that was, it was nice that we could sort of pivot into the holiday season with something that was so valuable and generous to that uh, group of kids. Mm-hmm. Well, the next one that we have here is, I don't know, let's see how this goes. We're going to start with Alan to put you on the spot. But that is basically your favorite question you get from members or maybe your toughest question that we You got this here. Get. You know, the favorite question I got was uh, many, many years ago, and I just thought it was very interesting. It was from a mayor at the time. And she wanted to know whether or not we had any examples of evaluations, like a, an employee evaluation, but for her city council. <laughs> she which, wanted to evaluate her council. Which left, which left me a little stumped uh, because, as I told her, really the evaluation uh, of the council comes uh, at election time when... Uh, the citizens decide whether or not to retain yeah. them or vote somebody new in. I said, I've never actually had this question come up, but uh, she raised it out of uh, a good reason, and she said uh, she felt as if at that time, and since we haven't named the mayor or the city, uh, and again, this was several years ago, uh, <laughs> the, the council was highly critical of staff, and yet they were taking actions that made it difficult for staff to implement what they wanted. Right. And she was looking for a way to remind them, 
you're part of this mm -hmm. and that you need to make sure that you're giving clear directions and you're giving them the resources to do this. Otherwise, they're not likely to succeed in any of the initiatives that you've put forward to them. But it, but that was that was I just laughed as soon as she said that I said you know I don't have one of those <laughs> and I don't even think they exist yeah probably not how about you Mickey you get a lot of member questions <clears throat> yeah I would say on the toughest side the ones that always are the toughest to answer from our perspective is like leadership slash management stuff that Alan kind of covered just because. There's no state code to cite. There's no best practice to really cite. And they're so nuanced and They're individual. so nuanced, that's mm -hmm. right. So a lot of times uh, somebody will call up and there's maybe an issue with for performance of an employee or the council's at odds on something and they're sort of treating each other poorly or something like that. It's kind of like, well, you just need to be a better team or you need to have a better plan or something like that. It's, it's more of just do better at your job. <laughs> but how do you do that without, you know, Citing a state code, you can't do that. Right. The ones that are easier, the ones that are just like, yeah, go look up the state code, here you go. Now you know what you do, what you're supposed to do. So the ones that are more fun um, that I would say are usually related to animals, <laughs> if you can believe that or not, the backyard chickens, um, front yard goats, I don't know. You know, Every community's got something going on in that respect, and it's just fun to hear the kind of things that go on on the, the good side and the bad side of that. It's... It's just kind of entertaining. Related uh, yeah. to animals. Okay. <laughs> Never would have guessed that. That's just me, I guess. But those <laughs> ones always kind of, kind of make me chuckle. Well, that's funny. Well, closing up our favorite things, we have your all-time best league moment of 2018. So the thing that stands out the most. Well, I can't get past the dunk tank and basically the president's <laughs> reception dance. So. <laughs> so that's uh, all-time favorite of all 2018. All-time. Okay, how about you, Alan? Um, well, setting those two aside, <laughs> uh, it, it, I think the other, and this is probably more moments. So I'll I'll not follow the rules, um, <laughs> which I'm prone to do. Yeah. Uh, and that is, I you know I think home rule celebration has been uh, a lot of fun this year. Uh, mm -hmm. Between the articles, the podcast that you did. Uh, with Bob Jostin, uh, reaching out uh, to our cities in various manners, getting those proclamations. Um, and I have taken the time, every time we got a proclamation in, I would send a personal handwritten um, thank you note uh, to, the, to the mayor for issuing that. Uh, and I just think that that moment was, was very, very good because it gave us an opportunity to really reach out and engage with our membership on a particular topic that we knew uh, was very important and we needed to highlight. Um, and I'm just, you know, thinking that, you know, looking forward to 2019, I, I really would like to see that be more of the year of engagement with our membership, mm -hmm. uh, that we continue to find ways uh, to reach out to the membership, get them really involved in the league, get them knowledgeable about the services we provide. Uh, and that we continue to provide um, opportunities for them uh, to work uh, with us uh, to their benefit and, and for all of the state of Iowa. Mm -hmm. And you, Bethany? Oh, gosh. Um, I had a really hard time thinking about this, and this probably, the one that I, that I settled on probably sounds really cheesy, but I read all of the conference evaluations, all of them. And as I was reading through them this year, there was one that said, um, I don't know what they learned the most. I can't even remember what the question was, but they said, I finally got home rule. Like, I finally got why you've been talking about home rule all year long. And I thought, yes. Like, okay, good. Because... Um, <laughs> it's been quite the effort. Right. It has yeah. been quite the effort. And so it was just nice to read in there that, like, they got it. Like, mm -hmm. something clicked. And then they went on to talk about what they're going to do next, their next steps, which, you know, you don't have to share in a conference evaluation, but they, they clearly got it and it clicked and... That was really cool to hear amongst the, the rooms were too cold, you know, yeah, conference evaluations. Right. And so, um, so yeah, that was a fun moment just to, to know that for some anonymous person, Home Rule mm. finally clicked and they're, they're ready to um, talk about it in their community and, and stand up for it. So, yeah, yeah. it's good to, always good to get that feedback that yeah. you finally maybe get through to somebody. Uh -huh. and you know, that means other people, it's the same story. Right. Yeah. So that's, it's, it's rewarding. Right. To us, exactly. For sure. For sure. Well, I think that concludes our favorite things. Not that that encompasses all of our favorite things, but no, sure. uh, certainly the things that stood out to us this year. 
as always, we if there's something that you guys want our listeners here to send in to us, your favorite things, we'd love to hear that. You can send in your comments, questions to the square at iowaleague.org. Uh, we always appreciate that feedback from you all. And stay tuned for the trivia, too. You can always send those answers That's to right. the square, too. But before we get into that, we are going to do a little get-to-know-you segment with Alan. That's right. We're going to keep you here for a little bit longer, Alan, if you don't mind. Okay. I'm going to ask right. you a few uh, very tough personal questions. <laughs> 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 Hope you've prepared. So that we, this is our normal segment. If this is your first time listening. Uh, we, we interview some different league staff so you can get to know us a little bit better. So, Alan, one thing is, uh, what's your background? You know, where did you grow up? Where did you go to school? How'd you get into this crazy world? <laughs> boy, <laughs> uh, boy, this is a long trip. Um, <laughs> I grew up. Well, I grew up in Fairfield, Iowa, um, and uh, uh, lived there until I went off to college. Um, and I spent three semesters at the University of Northern Iowa, um, and then I transferred to the University of Iowa where I really didn't have any idea what I wanted to do. Um, uh, and so I decided that uh, when I looked at majors, I decided to take a uh, major in political science and major in journalism, because I have to uh, admit at the time I was thinking, well, if political science can teach me to think and journalism can teach me to write, I'm probably well over halfway to any other job that I'm going to need in the future. <laughs> and that was literally the rationale uh, for, for that. Always um, the practical person. Yeah. And so it was, yeah, so <laughs> it was eminently practical. Uh, so, uh, and then uh, after I uh, got out of college, um, I decided that I, was, I wasn't certain what I wanted to do. I had toyed around with going to law school and finally decided against that. But as a way to sort of segue, into that potentially, I went and, and picked up a course on being a legal assistant, and then I worked for a number of years uh, for attorneys uh, preparing cases for trial, uh, and did a lot of work. Which really, uh, sort of, the organizational aspect of that uh, really helped me a lot uh, in the future. And then at some point in time, I I decided I was looking to go into the what I thought would be like nonprofit uh, world, and somehow I ended up uh, I started taking classes at Iowa State University. Uh, to pursue um, a graduate degree um, there, um, and I ran into Tim Mormon, huh. uh, the city administrator in Waukee, mm -hmm. uh, and Tim uh, uh, was very welcoming. He got me hooked up um, with, the, with the city manager in Windsor Heights, Jim Spradling, who was looking for uh, literally an intern, uh, and because <laughs> I was in between jobs, uh, I was really looking for anything at that point. Um, and so, and once I got there, uh, it sort of all clicked, um, and I just found that I really enjoyed uh, working for on city issues and working for cities. And so, I was in Windsor Heights for probably four years, uh, and literally worked my way up from intern uh, till I got to the the assistant uh, to the city administrator mm -hmm. there. Uh, then got hired um, at the city of Mitchellville and worked for two years as the city administrator there. Um, and then a job opened up here at the league, um, and uh, it was, I, I can't even remember the, the exact title uh, of the position, uh, but what I thought was interesting, and I thought I was going to be a success at this, was that in between the time when I applied and first interviewed for that position, they decided uh, that uh, they would give me a promotion uh, even before I started, so the second interview was for the assistant director of membership services. <laughs> uh, truth is, actually, they had had some turnover, uh -huh. uh, and so the position came up, and they decided, hey, we thought you'd be good at this position, but why don't you come in as the assistant director? I was very impressed. It was nice to get a promotion without even having <laughs> shown up <laughs> to the job. Uh, but that was, a oh, boy, 18 years ago, um, and I didn't know what to expect, but uh, working for the league has been probably... I can't even describe how rewarding uh, it has been uh, to work uh, for this organization and to work with all the city officials um, around the state um, and, and all of their, their, their fine staff. Uh, it, there is not a day uh, that I don't look forward to coming in uh, to the office for some, for some aspect of this job. Uh, and so it's been, just, it's been wonderful, uh, and I've really enjoyed my tenure here uh, with the Iowa League of Cities. Well, when you're not actually doing all that great work for cities, where could you be found? What are you up to? 
Um, you know, this is really a hard question for me. <laughs> Literally, people are like, you know, what kind of hobby? I, I don't have any hobbies. Uh, I probably need to develop uh, <laughs> hobbies just to have sort of a healthy uh, like work-life balance. I feel like you read a lot. You like history. Um, you like reading about history. You know, I, I, I don't know. I travel a lot, and so I read on the plane because I've got nothing else to do. I don't know if that's a hobby or not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why not? Um, I've but, gone in, your, in the car with you several times, and I feel like you always have a book on tape that's really kind of boring. I do. Uh, <laughs> I, I spent... <laughs> she's, she's being facetious, I know, because most of the books on tape that I use, uh, I, I don't really listen to nonfiction. I, I tend to listen to policy and history, <laughs> which most people would find would, would make them go to sleep. Uh, but I really enjoy, and, and, and now I have this tremendous knowledge base uh, of things that really don't matter to anybody, but it's a lot of like you know I know I know all this trivia about things that uh, people don't really care about, but I'm really good at, well, you, at cocktail parties. Pub quizzes. Your, your, yeah. your team won the uh, pub quiz at the yes. holiday party, so you That's know true. maybe it does come in handy. Yeah. So uh, other than that, uh, you know, I, I'm I, for years I was a, uh, an assistant uh, scoutmaster uh, with my son. That was a lot of fun uh, to mm-hmm. work with. Uh, uh, with them and to spend that time with my son. Um, and not surprisingly, I got all the merit badges involving uh, government, uh, you know. <laughs> that one's came pretty <laughs> yeah, easy. In the community, in the state, and things like that. And so uh, I think that they thought I was really, really tough on them when they had to answer the questions. So, uh, but it was a lot of fun just being uh, going out camping and spending a lot of time uh, uh, with those, those individuals over the years. Well, another one that uh, we wanted to ask you is, what is the best career advice that you've ever received? Uh, you know, uh, interestingly enough, I don't know. I, I can't remember any advice, and that's probably my personality, and that is I never really sought out advice. I will tell you this, though. Um, I'm one of those people that experience um, has been more of a teacher than anything uh, than anything else, and so I've, I've you know... Uh, I've always relied upon it, uh, good and bad, uh, to really sort of uh, uh, guide me. Um, and so, uh, you know, you just, I think, you know, you just learn to stick with it. I, you know, when I was in college, um, uh, my parents really didn't have the financial ability to help me uh, too much. And so I ended up having to really go uh, out on my own uh, to get through college. And so what I ended up finding is, is that I could take out a student loan, max that out. I could pay for room and board and tuition the first semester. I could then pay for room and board the second semester, but not tuition. I would continue to go to classes. They would cancel my registration. Then I would work for the university full-time over the summer, make up money, and then pay my tuition, get reinstated, and start it all over again. <laughs> now, some people said, oh my gosh, that's a real challenge. And I said, but I looked at this, you know what? It was an opportunity that I had, because if I had not had those federal grants uh, or those federal loans, I, I would have never been able to do it. Mm-hmm, uh, right. There was just not enough, there wouldn't have been able enough work. And so I, you know, you know, looking back, it was probably a lot of, it was a lot of work, but you know, you didn't know it at the time. But it, I thought that, again, the experience taught me that, you know, if you stick with something long enough, um, you you just you, you'll get through it, and it sort of you know guided me uh, throughout my entire career. Is you know what, just learn from your experience and 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 always push on with a plan. And it's funny how life uh, works out. Mm-hmm. Besides, working probably kept you out of the airliner. No, it did place. not do that. It actually <laughs> didn't do that, but it kept me out of the airliner a lot. <laughs> Occasional visit, right? That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, or the pizza. I've Always. noticed that you oh, know sure. the names of all of the pubs in all of the college towns across Iowa. That's, I don't know what that says about me. It's, uh, it's probably true. <laughs> I've been to a few of them over the years. Um, but the airliner is an institution. <laughs> I mean, it's an institution in Iowa City. It's it true. is. Yep. Right around the corner after that, after your pizza, <laughs> you can go to Joe's Place. <laughs> they, should be, they should be our sponsors, giving these free I know. Mickey right gives now. a lot of free publicity to pubs in college towns. I should have free beer there for like the next year or something, you know? (laughs) Since you live in Des Moines, that might not be a bad deal for them. Yeah, exactly. They win either way. Funny. All right. Well, I think uh, the serious questions are over. Let's get into the lightning round. Yes. So we're going to do a mini favorite things lightning round with Alan. 
And you want to start us off? Yes. Okay. Well, no, actually, you can. Well, speaking of pizza and beverages, what is your favorite restaurant? Oh, uh, boy, there's so many of them. Um, uh, probably the Urban Grill in Urbandale. Mm. What's your favorite TV show? Um, I don't watch a lot of television. Uh, and on a regular but favorite Cheers. Ooh. Does that does that date me? <laughs> it's probably streaming somewhere. It is streaming on Netflix, <laughs> but Cheers. How many episodes of Cheers in the entire catalog? What is that? Like nine years worth of? Well, I don't is know if you, if you if you uh, if you just uh, you know continue to watch it over and over again, you can get through them rather quickly. <laughs> Although it is a long, it's a long number of years. What nine years? I think that's nine a lot. years. It's a yeah. lot. Yeah. This one's kind of loaded. What is your favorite podcast? Oh well, certainly I think uh, <laughs> it's the Square. <laughs> without without exception, and there's a lot of fine podcasts out there, but the Square is the one. Oh, that's the right answer. Real um, quick, Ryan. Our IT guy, <clears throat> sorry, I called you that again. <laughs> Just looked this up. Two hundred seventy-five episodes of the of Cheers. Ooh, we have a fact checker over here. That is a Holy lot. Yep. That is a yeah. lot. Okay, what's your favorite book? Uh, wow, my favorite book, um, John Steinbeck, um, The Grapes of Wrath. I've probably read it a dozen times. Wow. Favorite band or artist, musical artist, or any artist for that matter. Uh, I have a ton of them, but the one that I've probably stuck with uh, the longest has been Billy Joel. Mm. Your favorite holiday movie? Favorite holiday movie? Uh, White Christmas. Are you Danny sure? Kay and Are you sure? Because at the holiday party, you mentioned some pretty awesome uh, cheesy Christmas movies. Do you have a favorite <laughs> one of those as well? Oh, a cheesy? Um, well, I don't know. How do you define cheesy? I mean, they're all excellent. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're Love all actually comes to mind for me. Is that your favorite holiday movie? Cheesy. Che- that is not a cheesy holiday movie. Oh my goodness. Come on. No, all, it's like it's a like legitimate trope. I'm thinking like the Netflix Hallmark. Oh, you know? okay. That's a whole other category in my mind. <laughs> I'm sorry. We're getting serious here. Oh, well, yeah. I do. I, yeah. The dirty little secret is, is just um, how much uh, my wife, Missy, and I watch the Hallmark uh, <laughs> channel during Christmas and watch all of those movies and, I, and enjoy them. I don't think you're the only one. No, don't they're on the TV for one. a reason. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what is your favorite thing to drink? Um, this, uh, Another this, loaded question. I was going to say, this, this sounds bad, but, uh, you know, I'm a big beer fan. I get to travel a lot, uh, and I like to just go to microbreweries um and and taste the various uh beers i'm not you know i'm like if, could if you, you call that a hobby i i would not want to call that a hobby <laughs> <laughs> but because it, it doesn't it, it doesn't is a legit hot, hot it, for people it is, yeah. I, I, it is i suppose it is but uh i just enjoy going out and uh and i'm a big fan of ipas the hoppier the better uh and so i love to just i and because i get to travel in this job and, and the things i do uh, and and that's such a booming business anymore. Right. It's so much fun to just stop in um, uh, these breweries and then you just chat with the brewers. I've begun. I've gotten to know brewmasters all over the country. Yeah. Well, that's the next. That's the next question. Where's your favorite place to be? Um, my favorite place. I would have to say, I have three, they're, and they're all very unique. Um, Boston is one of my favorite historical cities. I really enjoy uh, that. If I'm looking to relax, it's going to be San Diego because uh, mm-hmm. you can't you can't beat the weather. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I have to admit, uh, I have a sentimental favorite, and that's Denver, Colorado. I really enjoy Denver. Yeah, well, all three of those are wonderful places. Mm-hmm. Now, Bethany wrote in our show notes, favorite podcast host. You don't have to answer that. You don't have that. to answer that. <laughs> Even though we know who that the answer is, Bethany. <laughs> that's my favorite podcast host. Podcast host. <laughs> Uh, what is your favorite thing about working with cities? My favorite thing about working with cities. You know, I've always admired uh, the commitment um, that uh, our members have, whether they are mayors, council members, or their staff. Um, it, this is not an easy job, but I think most of them will tell you it's extremely rewarding. Uh, even if they've only been in office two years or four years, uh, even when they go through rough times, I think they'll always tell you that it's it, 
it's just tremendously. So I, I just admire uh, the fact that, that they stick with it uh, and they add so much value to their communities uh, over the course of their careers. Yeah. Yeah. Well, our last list of Alan's favorite things is what is your what is your personal favorite moment of 2018? Not necessarily league related. Your personal favorite moment. Oh, getting married. Well, that is the right answer. <laughs> I was, I was that is say, the I mean, that, only that is, correct that answer the, to that that's question. That's the easiest answer. <laughs> you nailed it. You passed the test. <laughs> right. Congratulations. Did Missy ask you to give you this question or what? <laughs> uh, well, well thank you for joining us, Oh, Alan. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. It's been great having you. Uh, great. I look forward. I'll... This will, this one will be more interesting to listen to, uh, but uh, you're welcome to have me back anytime. Thanks, I'm Alan. sure we will. Thanks. Thanks, Alan. Well, before we close out this episode, um, we do have a trivia question to answer. So, yeah, last uh, episode we asked which position within a city is mandated by the Code of Iowa. And the answer is city clerk. That is correct. Now, this is also complicated, though. There are some nuances here. That's true. It's kind of a loaded question in that, yes, the state code specifically identifies the requirement to appoint a city clerk in Section 372.13, and that's really it. However, there's a few catches to that because if you're a city that has a council manager form of government, then obviously you must have a city manager. You must appoint a city manager. So there's a few little quirks like that that you have to be mindful of depending on your form of government. And then some cities to have ordinances that require the police chief or a building official or something else like that, a fire chief. So then, you, of course, you need to appoint those positions. So the state code perspective, it's the city clerk. And then from there, it's kind of dependent upon each, each city out there. Yeah. So the next trivia question is, what is Iowa's newest city or youngest city youngest newest yeah youngest however you want to phrase that yeah many cities of course were incorporated way back when mm -hmm. a little bit before our time there a little are, bit there a is, little bit there is one that was uh, pretty darn recent though relatively yeah. speaking so that is our trivia so please send in your answers any other comments questions to the square at iowaleague.org always appreciate that feedback and we always appreciate you all listening yeah and if i can before we close out i just want to say that this was really fun and if you don't do this in your city you should um i think that it's been really fun to just take a look back at the success we've had take a look back at the impact you've had as a city and if you're one of those citizens who's listening if you're not a city official maybe think about your city and what you appreciate about your city this year and send them a little love note um, and tell them what you've what you've liked about them this year, so that they you appreciate them and they did well. I think they'd love to hear from you. Yeah, that's a great point in the uh, season of giving and yes, generosity, great. kindness, mm -hmm. all of that. Right. So happy holidays to all of our wonderful listeners. We appreciate everything that you do, and we'll talk to you soon. Yeah, we'll see you at the square in 2019. Yeah.